This is episode 243 of the Prepper Website Podcast, where I connect you with resources that will help you live a more self-reliant life. Today's articles are How to Survive Stupid People and 10 Home Security Secrets from Venezuela. Hey, I'm Todd Sepulveda, the editor of PrepperWebsite.com. This podcast is an audible version with some commentary of articles that have been posted on Prepper Website, a daily curation of preparedness information. These articles are some of the best of the best that have been recently posted on PrepperWebsite.com. All article links and show information can be found on the PrepperWebsitePodcast.com. I'd like to welcome all the new listeners out there, and if you are not subscribed, you can do that in iTunes, Stitcher, or any other podcast network. That way you can ensure that you'll never miss another Prepper Website podcast episode. Hey, thanks for starting your week off with us. We have another great week of episodes in store for you. And this first article here is, uh, it's kind of, uh, it's, it's satire. It's a funny article, but in the comments, a lot of people were saying, man, it's, you know, there's a lot of truth in here. And so, uh, I'm going to let you judge for yourself and, uh, you'll, you'll see what I mean as I get into this article, uh, from survivalpedia. Uh, it's called how to survive stupid people. Foreseeing disasters and preparing for them is what preppers do. I mean, that's what makes us preppers, right? So we should always be looking forward, seeing the next potential disaster and trying to figure out how to survive it. While many of those potential disasters will never come to pass, the one that does make it all worthwhile. But all this looking forward can have its own consequences. We can end up having tunnel vision to the future and end up not seeing what's going on around us. We can be looking to see the zombie apocalypse that's coming in the future and because of that not see the zombies walking all around us. Yes folks, we are living in the midst of a zombie apocalypse right now and we haven't even noticed it. I'm speaking of course of all the stupid people around us. You know what I mean or at least I hope you do. Otherwise you might need to check yourself for you might be one of them. Trigger warning. If any of you are stupid enough to not recognize that this article is satirical in nature, then you are at risk of being just the type of people who are likely to be qualified as stupid people. Beware, you are at danger of natural selection. Please note that this article does not refer in any way to people who have a low intelligent quotient, more commonly referred to as the IQ. Rather, it is actually referring to people who have no common sense whatsoever, the other type of intelligence necessary for survival. While common sense is by no means common, it is what protects humankind from destroying ourselves. Perhaps it is the lack of commonness which is causing the downslide of said humankind. The level of stupidity in the world is on the upswing. To prove this point, scientific studies have shown that functional illiteracy rates amongst industrialized English-speaking nations are on the decline. It's not just here in the USA either. This phenomenon is happening in all of the major English-speaking countries around the world. I'm not sure what's happening in countries where English is a secondary language, because as best I know, no studies of this type have been done in those countries. Some are proposing that it is the English language that is causing the dumbing down of these countries, but I beg to differ. There is ample evidence that this is all a part of a sinister government plot, one designed to make us all into slaves of the government doing nothing more than what our betters in government service tells us to do and not doing anything they don't tell us to do. Just look at all the stories on the internet that all are talking about our nefarious actions on the part of our government to dumb us down. I'll mention just four here. Fluoride in the water, which has been shown to destroy brain cells, is common throughout the United States. The excuse for this is to improve dental health. 
But if that was true, then why doesn't our water carry things to heal us of other diseases as well? Smart meters, which are replacing normal power meters and surrounding us with a field of electromagnetic radiation, as if our smartphones weren't already sending enough electromagnetic radiation into our brains to damage them. Chemtrails, where the government is forcing the major airline companies to poison us, putting chemicals in the upper atmosphere so that they will fall down upon us. We have all become human lab rats, part of a great experiment to turn us into the walking brain dead. And then Common Core Curriculum, which teaches children how to come up with the wrong answers to math problems and penalizes them for being right about just about everything. The list goes on and on. Secret and secretive forces in our government are clearly bent on nefarious purposes, ones which will turn us all into mindless slaves just like the dumb people all around us. Just look at how people live their lives today. The average stupid person lives like little more than a two-legged animal. Perhaps that's why they are referred to as sheeple. They get up in the morning, eat, and dress. Then it's off to work at some mind-numbing job which hasn't yet been replaced by a computer. After work, it's home to eat again, then sit in front of the boob tube, mesmerized by images of actors and actresses acting dumb for big bucks. TV program is available around the clock so that those who have insomnia can continue living their lives vicariously through the actors rather than living a real life of their own. Eventually, it's off to bed, resting in preparation for another day of work and television. You call that a life? I suppose if you're a cow, it is. Eat, work, and sleep. That's it. Not much of a requirement for a brain in all of that. Def definitely no need for any form of higher thought. They can dumb us down and still get the day's qu quota of work out of us. There is one potential solution which has been offered to solve the problem of all the stupid people who are taking over the world. That's to simply remove all the warning labels off of products and outlaw warning statements like don't try this at home on YouTube videos. That one simple act could have far-reaching consequences, allowing natural selection to once again take over. In case you're not familiar with the concept of natural selection, it's part of Darwin's theory of evolution. Put simply, it states that only the best and strongest of a species survive, while the weaker members of a species die off due to natural causes such as being hunted by predators. This process cleanses the gene pool of defective genes, allowing future generations to inherit the stronger genes and have a better chance of survival. This is a slow process, simply because dumb people and animals tend to breed rapidly, even more rapidly than their more intelligent counterparts. With little else to occupy their minds, it is easy to turn off thoughts of sex simply for entertainment. Little in the way of morals impedes these thoughts, so the dumb people seek each other out, rather than forming lasting relationships with more intelligent people and with purposes beyond just sexual pleasure. Currently, product liability lawyers in our government are interfering excessively with the process of natural selection. By mandating warning labels, many of the products and activities that would naturally work to eliminate these stupid people from the gene pool are prevented from doing their job. Those warnings provide excessive protection from, for those lower forms of life, allowing them to continue living and breeding, filling the earth with more stupid people. Eliminating these warning labels would merely return things to how they should be. Stupid people would do what stupid people do best, stupid things. While it would be unfortunate for the stupid people in question, this would then cause the aforementioned cleansing of the human gene pool over the next se several generations. The trick to putting this plan into operation is to eliminate the armies of product liability lawyers, lobbyists, and of course legislatures who think it is their divine responsibility to protect people from themselves. 
no solution to this part of the problem has yet been proposed. Since we can't just eliminate stupid people, or rather allow natural selection to eliminate them, we must find more sub subtle ways of dealing with them. Avoidance is a good method, but the problem there is that stupid people are everywhere, making it very hard to avoid them. The current political climate makes it impossible to force these people to identify themselves. Perhaps by wearing some sort of tag with their IQ listed on it, bold numbers. But even if that were a possible option, it really wouldn't help because there is no CSQ or common sense quotient or means of testing for it. As it is really these people with a low CSQ that are the problem. Such an identifier would be necessary so that we could avoid them. Unfortunately, there is no outwardly visible sign of people with a low CSQ, so we can't just watch out for them and avoid them. The only way to find out if someone has a low CSQ is to spend enough time with them that you can observe their actions and reactions, seeing times when common sense would dictate a particular course of action and noticing that they don't avoid it. Once that happens, it is best to find something harmless for these people to do in order to prevent them from causing further problems. Since it is still considered murder to eliminate them at, as a risk to society, we cannot use that as an alternate means of cleansing the gene pool. Rather, we must direct them towards activities that will keep them from causing problems for everyone else. Like, put them in a round room and tell them to sit in the corner. Give them a bottle of experimental shampoo and tell them to wash their hair, following the instructions on the bottle to the letter. Lather, rinse, repeat. Get them a job cleaning the bottom of a swimming pool, but don't give them the normal tools which allow them to clean the pool from the level of the deck around it. Put them to work reviewing television programs. Put them to work reviewing electronic games. Send them on a jackalope hunt to remove their dangerous, this dangerous pest. There are many other similar activities which can be used in the same manner. Any thinking person can come up with a list of them rather easily. Considering the high number of stupid people we find in the world today, life can be extremely dangerous. One never knows when a stupid person might jump up right in front of them, doing something stupid that could cause them harm. It's bad enough when these people do things to hurt themselves, but all too often they get away scot-free, not even realizing that they've caused a problem. It's the other people, normal, intelligent ones with a high CSQ, who end up suffering the consequences of their actions. The only real solution to this problem, other than hurting all the people with low CSQs into a large pinned-in area and keeping them there, is to do what I taught my children to do when I was teaching them to drive. That is, always assume that the other person is going to do something stupid. That way, when they end up doing something stupid, you're ready for it. This simple philosophy has saved me from countless dangerous situations created by stupid people. I don't just apply it when I'm driving, but in all situations. I literally walk through life watching to see what stupid things others are going to do. Of course, part of the process here is using my superior brain power to not only think of the stupid things that might do. And I've got to say that some of these people can be brilliant in coming up with stupid things to do. But in coming up with my own responses to their actions, should my supposition be proven true and I find that they truly are stupid people doing stupid things. Those of us who have seen the latest Sherlock Holmes movie with Robert Downey Jr. playing Sherlock have seen this in action. In a number of cases, the great detective thinks through a pending conflict, foreseeing the actions of the stupid people and developing his responses. Then, when the stupid people do what stupid people do, he is ready to counter their actions, sallying forth victoriously. Of course, that's a movie and you and I must deal with these things in real life and real time. That's a bit harder as we don't have a script of writers to help us. Nevertheless, with a little practice, we can master this ability. 
Start with something simple like driving and then allow yourself to apply the method in other parts of your life. The worst thing that can happen to any of us is to become one of them. I know that's a scary thought, but if you spend enough time watching television or playing video games, it could happen. Even the smartest among us are capable of becoming zombies. If we allow ourselves to succumb to the entertainment of today, which is all intended to dumb us down, the key to avoiding this is to use your brain. After all, it really was created to do more than just fill up the space between your ears. So exercise it. Force yourself to think. Find activities which require thinking and do them. What activities? Things like reading, learning to do something new, practicing a new skill that requires thought and concentration like shooting, watching the opera, listening to classical music, making things with your hands, speaking with foreigners in another language. Again, there are many possibilities limited by only your own imagination and curiosity. Let that curiosity loose and follow it where it might lead. The worst that could possibly happen is that you find out that you have already succumbed to becoming one of them and end up hurt for doing something that you really shouldn't have tried doing. Granted, the idea I've mentioned there deals with the IQ and not the CSQ, but that's all right. While there is not actual correlation between the two, the things I've mentioned as part possible activities require more than just thought. They require action on your part. Doing activities which requires you to do something more than just think while also requiring you to think have a high probability of increasing both your IQ and your CSQ. Activities which just require thinking, such as purely academic pursuits, will not increase your CSQ even if they do increase your IQ. Avoid at all costs institutes of higher learning. They have been taken over by people who are severely lacking in CSQ. That's a direct result of the saying, those who can do, those who can't teach. Our institutes of higher learning are filled with people who can't, so they are teaching. You can't learn common sense from someone who doesn't have it. If you want to learn more on how to survive anything, this is just the thing. All right, so uh, you hear, you you heard the article here, and so you probably would agree that uh, it is a a funny article. There's a couple of times where I couldn't help myself, but... uh, uh, chuckling just a little bit, but uh, definitely something that uh, you know is, is not so uh, satirical in nature. Some of us are going to believe that yeah, this is like legit. This is where people are today. And so anyway, good article over here by Survivalpedia. If you want to go and and take a closer look at it, go check that out. And like I said, Survivalpedia.com. The title of the article is How to Survive Stupid People. All right, so a little bit more serious article comes to us from theorganicprepper.com. And uh, this article is entitled 10 Home Security Secrets from Venezuela. And so uh, although it's uh, specifically talking about Venezuela, I think there's great information here for anyone to consider when they're trying to uh, protect their home and, and they're looking at their home and possibly making some changes to, uh, to harden it. So uh, let's go ahead and read this one. How good is your home security? Would it stand up to the test of widespread civil unrest, burgeoning crime rates, and starving population? Jose is back to tell us the home security secrets he learned in Venezuela. Every country is different, but there are some situations that seem to be universal. I lived for some time in a small and wonderful island in the Caribbean, and I noticed that in some small towns bordering the island, there were some extra precautions regarding home defense, mostly grills in their windows and doors. This said, I will describe a little bit the original home and what we did to improve safety without feeling like we were living in a birdcage. This was not like most of our neighbors. 
Number one, looking like you have a lot to protect can make your family a target. Fortified homes with electric fencing or razor blades on top of tall walls are the first ones to receive the visit of commando-style gangs heavily armed. They just go to the door and wait for someone to go in or out. Sometimes they even wait outside for one of the members of the family and just kidnap him or her. Then their access to the fortress is guaranteed. This is such a common practice that it has caused a lot of wealthy families to flee to other countries. It happens in Brazil, it happens in Colombia, and a lot of other countries too. Passive techniques are more effective. Let's see how we can apply passive techniques without standing out like a sore thumb, so to speak. Number two is windows. One of the first things to protect are windows. My home has strong steel frame windows. The need to add a grill came in recent years. Our neighborhood had always been quiet and reasonably safe, but a teenage attic invaded a home where an older old lady was jumping through an open window and beat her badly. So my wife decided we needed grills for the windows. And so those of you who might not, uh, I guess he's talking about burglar bars there. Uh, these were made of a rough 1x5 cm by 1.5 cm cross section of square steel. And additional touch was hardening it by tempering it with a gas torch and spraying water. This will increase the hardness and keep the center ductile and resistant to bending. It will prevent the use of a saw to cut them, as it is mild steel. But this was done because I know how to do it. Here are some basic instructions on tempering steel. As a final touch, these grills were painted the same color as the window frames they were welded on. They cannot be noticed from 5 meters away. If someone gets closer to take a better look, they will notice the detail of the grill and maybe will decide that the owner is perhaps smarter than the average. This can steer their direction to some other place with better cost-benefit opportunities. Every little window, including sunroofs and other openings, have their fencing on them. Kids' bedroom windows everywhere. Our backyard was grilled as well, but on the roof like a sort of pergola. Our homes were wall-to-wall -wall with the neighbors. Light and sun is the only thing that will go through. A double glass door on the patio with a bulletproof cover applied to the inner side opens to a wide room in the back of the house with some space for bike maintenance and other stuff. From this room, a passage protected by two heavy-duty steel and glass doors allows people to go inside the house. These were already there when we bought the house. When it was built, there were no neighboring homes but open country, so the owner decided to protect his backside. They opened in different directions, of course. Number three is doors. The main door is steel, wide and with heavy-duty hinges. This is strategic, too. A strong, fortified door, such as a famous brand here, screams to the thieves that there is something interesting there. Our door is ornamental, but it is a safety door with three locks. Painted in dark brown, it does not stand out. Number four, avoid being a target. In our own neighborhood, there have been three or four home invasions. The targeted homes all exhibited the same qualities. Grilled all over, but with luxury furniture out there in the veranda, where everywhere everyone can see it. Nice wooden framed windows, which indicate good taste and money to pay for it. Even the air conditioning units in the front are an indicator for the trained eye. Whoever can afford to be in their living room watching TV with air conditioning is a target as well, believe it or not. A luxury SUV is another check on their list. Our units are just for the bedroom. Whenever we wanted to be in the living room for a while, we opened doors and windows and used a big fan and cold drinks to tolerate the heat. 
my location was very humid and hot. Something that many neighbors avoid is that their big screen flat TVs can be seen from outside. This is an indication of wealth for strangers just walking through the subdivisions. Under this approach, we never used any furniture in our front porch. We got some garden chairs whenever we wanted to be there, not any indication of wealth. But there were a lot of neighbors with ranches and cattle or business owners, and these were the most targeted. Our front garden was not exactly a winner in some local contest, but it was mostly clean and neat. No expensive ornaments or any indication of money to spend in, say a fountain with colored lights for the night. Simple, sober, and elegant. Number five is secure your yard. The next plan would be a micro perforated steel foldable door for the garage and to enclose the front yard. This has pros and cons too. If no one can see inside, they will not know if the house could be a target or not. But if someone gets inside that barrier, they would be able to mess with the locks and go inside without being seen. Lock picking. Anyway, with a good remote hidden camera, this could be solved. Or with a high-pitched tweeters motion activated that made their ears bleed. Number six, don't drive a flashy car. Aesthetics are important, but when you know what happens to those with a luxury Japanese SUV that attracts thugs like a big, giant, powerful magnet, you prefer sometimes to sacrifice the look and some comfort. This is another important safety issue. For a long time, some models and brands have been much more magnetic than other ones, but not in a positive way. Yes, they attract the girls, but they attract the wrong kind of attention too. Sometimes robbers choose a target because of their car. I love nice cars too, as everyone does, but under a financially savvy point of view, is it worth it? After two of my friends were kidnapped when criminals stole their Toyotas, I decided that it was not. I have a plain gray SUV that no one would give a second look at. I invested a lot of money to keep it like new. With the best available parts, that is where the money goes. We have had to jump over a tree used as a barricade once. Traveling at night to my folks place 450 kilometers away from home. If I had applied the brakes, we would have had a horrible accident. I stepped on the pedal and point, pointed the SUV right to the guy getting down the truck next to the tree with the high lights on. I steered away at the last second. The thug jumped inside his truck again and I had already identified the tree as a thin one and jumped over it, flooring the pedal. We were not followed. I imagine that because they would have believed then we would not we were not so easy a prey after all. It was not all bad after all. My wife could not speak for the next three hours when we finally arrived at my folks' place. But let's come back to the house safety. Number seven, hide your valuables. In a strategic location, hiding in plain sight, there are five caches with some of the some of the few valuables I have been able to collect in my life, mostly local silver coins. I had a former police agent, a friend of a friend, just for fun, try to find something unusual around the house if he were looking for something that I had hidden, and after 20 minutes, he gave up. Number eight, be ready to fortify your entrances. As for the current threats, there is no way that any normal home could withstand a horde of zombies looting for food, even after some improvements are made. I've seen in recent lootings the cement brick walls of the supermarkets with holes opened with hammers. The best approach for those who can afford it is to install steel shutters and doors. Keep close some reinforced steel bars. I believe some cheap rebar tied together with braces would do the trick. They bend easily but bundled up are very strong to barricade the door. Even this approach would be not enough, however, if your home is wood. 
Number nine, be prepared for fire. Our roof is wooden, so it would be a great idea to run some cheap pipelines and mount some garden sprinklers. I have a small electric bomb and a large water tank or some other fire extinguishing method. So I'm not really sure what he's meaning by electric bomb and a large water tank. I'm, I'm assuming that maybe there's a, a large water tank on his roof somewhere and he's got a way to, um, to, to make it go ahead and, and, uh, let go of all that water really quick. I guess that's what he means by electric bomb, uh, to where it would open up, you know, the, the tank to where all that water would spill over the roof and, and extinguish any fire that was started. That might be a great idea up there to, uh, to do that. I, I kind of like the, uh, the idea of the sprinklers up there or even the water hoses, soaker hoses, maybe possibly. I don't know. So, uh, that's something that I'd never heard of before. And number 10 finally is create a safe room. I would recommend to anyone with a concern about a security to build even one room with cement walls and an escape hatch. It's even better if it is underground. There are a lot of ways to mask the entrance of such hideout. And if a horde finds it and tries to pry it open, make sure your shotgun is inside the bunker at all times. Here are instructions for building a safe room in your home or apartment. Be safe and see you next week interesting article i think this is something that uh, we really need to to take into consideration Uh, we're not in in the situation yet here in the united states where we are uh so concerned about our homes being broken into i mean that happens and we hear about it but uh you know where people are so desperate for food and money and stuff like that that they're targeting people uh as much yet uh, you know, I have some family who live in Monterey, Mexico, and uh, they they have had to take security measures uh, because of things that have gone over there. And so here in America, we, we are still pretty much we're still very blessed here. Um, there's still some level of civility here, but uh, you can see where things can turn south very, very quickly when uh, people start. Uh, hurting for money and the economy starts getting uh, worse in uh, you know whatever money they have coming in in whatever form it's coming in uh, is not going to uh, be able to be enough to buy them the food that they need and so you know it would do you a great service in in for your family as well to go around your house and see what kinds of things you can do to help uh, build layers upon that. So if it is burglar bars, you know, uh, you know, that might be something you want to do. If it's something that you can do to reinforce your, your front door, definitely putting in some bigger screws, longer screws, uh, where you're able to get into the door frame, uh, a lot further, or you're able to secure the door frame to the actual, you know, structure of the home. Uh, that's something to do. Uh, you know, always, you know, even a dog that is going to bark when the, the doorbell is, is rung or when they, uh, you know, we had a dog that when anyone was in the front yard, they would get up and, and start barking and run to the door. And uh, I mean, I love that little dog. It was a great little dog. And, uh, you know, it, it barked a- enough to, uh, you know, to make you aware of what was going on. And that's another layer of protection there uh, that, that you can have. Installing uh, some, you know, security, uh, it's definitely another layer of, of protection in, you know, in far, as far as a security system. And now they have them to the point where you can go buy the whole security system from like Amazon for like 200 bucks and you can go ahead and install it yourself or you know just get somebody who who has a little bit of knowledge to help you it's not very hard and some of them come with wireless 
cameras and I mean they're just you know uh, it, the advancements in that technology have come so far so quick and so I think it's always just a great idea to be able to do that I love the uh, the idea of you know be careful about what kind of cars you drive and uh, the, you know those all say something about uh, about you and about how much money you might have uh, not always but it, you know it does uh, usually say that you, you have the ability to get some kind of money be careful about you know how much jewelry you wear again going back to my cousins from uh, family from Monterey Mexico uh, when they came to, they came through uh, Houston because they were taking a cruise out of Galveston and I noticed that they didn't have any any jewelry on I mean my cousin had like a digital watch on uh, just like a little Casio and they had wedding rings and they have money you know they he he drives a beater vehicle but he has a nicer vehicle in the garage and it just kind of stays there because of the issues that have been going on uh over there in 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 mexico and so again it happens in all these other countries we still haven't gotten to that point yet uh here in america but uh it's very possible that we might get to that point so uh anyway take uh, take a little bit of time to consider what kinds of things you can do to beef up security around your home and to protect your family? I think that's always a great, uh, you know, some, something that's valuable to do, uh, definitely. And, you know, you might want to ask somebody who's a friend who might be in law enforcement or someone who, uh, who is able to think about security and have them go around your house with you and say, hey, hey let's do an audit of our house or let, let's, let's do an audit of my house and I can do, we'll do an audit of your house. See if you point out anything that kind of sticks in you that, hey, maybe something that we need to beef up. That might be something that uh, would be beneficial as well. So anyway, guys, that's over at theorganicprepper.com. And uh, again, the title of that one is 10 Home Security Secrets from Venezuela. Uh, we're, you know, the ability to learn a lot from things that are going on all over the world. So uh, go check that one out. All right, guys, that's it for episode 243. Thanks for starting your week off with me and the Prepper Website Podcast. Uh, you know, if you haven't, uh, come on over and join uh, the Facebook group. You can very easily do that. I have a link in the show notes, but also you can come to the prepperwebsitepodcast.com and you can click on uh, the free Facebook group there and come join us over there. And don't forget that you can connect with me on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Always love to connect with you. Hey, with that, choose to live a more self-reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government grid or the grind. Until tomorrow, stay prepped and aware. Peace.